Okay, good morning. Boker Tov. Everyone enjoy some coffee and donuts to Shekach on that incredible show for blowing. We are on the eighth parak of Mesilas Hasharim. We're grateful as always to Chani Elan Grunstein for sponsoring the series this year in memory of Chani's father, Mr. Aaron Tambor, Aaron Ben Yitzchak, whose neshama should have an aliyah. The Ramchal has been describing to us the strategy, the methodology, the steps in how to acquire the character trait of zrizus, of alacrity, of enthusiasm, of energy, not to wake up and at the end of each day wonder how we got there, but at the beginning of each day to make a list of priorities, at the beginning of each day to set goals, and the end of each day be able to celebrate and mark the fact that we arrived at and that we accomplished those goals. How do we find that energy? We're all exhausted. The fatigue of getting through the day, of making it through the to-do list, of keeping everyone around us happy, of trying to succeed at work and in life, it leaves us exhausted. So from where do we draw the energy to have Zerizus? How do we begin our day with that sense of alacrity and zeal? How do I identify that goals and pursue them? So the Ramchal shares with us a strategy, and he writes the following. The strategy that the Ramchal offers is to suggest that we consistently and constantly reflect on our lives identify the incredible good, the blessings in our lives, and realize that all those blessings and all that good, that all that capacity, those talents, those skills, that opportunity, they obligate us. They are mechaev us. We were put here on earth, and we were given the talents and skills we have. We enjoy the faculties and the blessings that we enjoy, not for our own personal benefit. We have a mission, we have something to accomplish. We have to have a drive and an aspiration to achieve the purpose for which we are here. And when a person regularly reflects on their life and looks at their life and says, wow, I am so blessed. Simply woke up this morning. It's the 18th anniversary of 9-11 today. And 18 years ago on this morning, some people thought it would be an ordinary day and they went to work or they boarded a plane and they expected to come home to their family or their family expected their return. But there was nothing ordinary about this day 18 years ago. And it should inspire us and remind us that if at the end of the day we have the same headcount in our home that we had the beginning of that day, we have what to be grateful for. With whatever challenges that arose in the middle of that day, if we go to bed with the same number of people that woke up in our home, we are a step ahead. We are, in fact, we are incredibly blessed. Today is a day of, of reflection on the loss of those thousands of lives, of people who gave their lives for simply being Americans and what America stands for. And one of those things is having an attitude of gratitude, is looking at our lives with a deep sense of appreciation. So says the Ramchal, if we're reflective, if we look at our lives, my eyes work, my feet work, my arms work, I have a car, a house, a job, I have food to eat, I have people in my life, I have blessings in my life. That doesn't eliminate the challenges. There are people going through enormously painful situations, people who are enduring tremendous suffering. And it doesn't go away and one shouldn't feel guilty about the challenges just because there's also a blessing. The two exist simultaneously and side by side. They're enduring challenges and at the same time that doesn't relieve us of the responsibility and the obligation to focus on the blessings with a sense of gratitude. From the day we're born until today, what were the things that had to happen? What were the things that came together? Who were the people in our lives and what were the opportunities in our lives? And what happened in our lives that brought us to this moment? And with the challenges and with the pain and with the suffering, but there's also simultaneously 
enormous and boundless blessing. The more we focus on it, the more we appreciate it, the more responsible we feel. There are people who've gotten a second lease on life. As much as we memorialize those who died on 9-11 18 years ago, but we all know people who were in the buildings or on their way or in the area who felt saved, who felt they survived. And often they walk away wondering why. And they feel challenged, you know, if I'm here, it must be for a reason. I have something to accomplish. I have something to achieve. Why do we have to confront a life-threatening situation and tragedy and loss to feel grateful for the fact that we've survived? Every morning we wake up, we've survived. Every day we have our faculties, we survive the threats of this world. And if we reflect and think about that, the great blessings, the great opportunities, and we realize, why do we have it? Last week we spoke about Somebody had mentioned to me how uh, they saw somebody whose heart had stopped and they performed CPR multiple times. They brought the person back to life. That individual, the gratitude they must feel, the sense of, of obligation, the debt they must feel to the one who saved his life. Every day we wake up, our life has been saved, it's been restored, it's been preserved again. So we have to be We have to recognize it. We can't still be close to life. So what do we do? We complain. The Wi-Fi connection on the plane was slow. There's no God. He doesn't love me. What was me? I have the worst life ever. The food, the waiter took a long time to get the food out. What kind of life is this? Where is Hashem? I don't believe anymore. We have something inconsequential, small, insignificant, meaningless go wrong in our day. And that clouds our judgment. It becomes the sum total of our day to the point that it overtakes the enormous, enormous blessing that fills each and every day. And I'm being facetious when I suggest those small, insignificant things. There are even more significant challenges we endure. But even those greater challenges that we confront, that in the moment feel that they're everything, in the context of all the bracha that we have, are we not indebted? Are we not, are we not responsible to make the most of our lives and the gifts that we've been giving? So Ramchal says, you want to know the secret? Here's the formula to having a successful day. It's waking up with an attitude of gratitude. You want to be driven to make something of yourself today, to make a difference, to use your gifts to positively impact the world? Then acknowledge the gifts that you have. Then feel blessed. Then recognize those opportunities and embrace that capacity. If we open our eyes and we begin our day with that attitude of gratitude, if we wake up, whether it's on 9-11 or 9-10 or 9-12, and we realize, wow, I am enormously, enormously blessed to wake up today with my challenges, with my pain, with the suffering. But nevertheless, I have overwhelming blessing in my life. And what does that mean for me? What's my responsibility? What are my duties and obligations? How do I owe the one who's given me my life back? What does it mean? Why am I here? There's no one alive who doesn't bear a, a responsibility and doesn't have the opportunity to be grateful to God. Says the Ramchal, whether you're poor or rich, whether you're healthy or sick, you can look at your life and find the blessings. If you're wealthy or if you're healthy, it should be relatively easy. If you wake up in the morning with your faculties and you're healthy, and you have a bright future, wow, you, you have such an obligation to say thank you. Because we all know so many who don't wake up with that privilege and that luxury. If you wake up and you can pay your bills, 
you woke up in the morning, you have a job and you could food on your table. If you woke up and you're not panicking about the lights being turned off, spoke to somebody, dealt with somebody yesterday, his electricity was turned off. If you wake up and you don't have a thought, your only worry is a hurricane or FPNL not getting your electricity, but you never hesitate or pause because you can't pay. If you wake up with the money to pay your electric bill, boy, you're ahead of the game. You should wake up with an attitude of gratitude. What, what responsibility does that bring you? What about the poor person? Even the poor person can say, you know what? With my poverty, but I have a roof over my head and I have food to eat. I'm part of a community that would never let me go homeless or never let my children go hungry. That even in my poverty, I'm still well ahead. I always say that the poorest person in 2019 is living a more luxurious life than the wealthiest person just a few decades ago. Our families that we take care of, and that's our responsibility, and it's a privilege to take care of them, still have smartphones, still have many of the regular luxuries that we have in life. And I'm not offering a judgment about that. It's an observation that even the poorest person to be poor today still provides. The poorest person doesn't have air conditioning in their house, doesn't have power windows in their car. Even the person struggling with illness. Today there's progress in modern medicine. And if a person is alive, even if they're struggling with illness, with every breath they take, there's the gift of those moments and those relationships. And so sometimes it takes creativity, sometimes it's difficult more than others. But says the Ramchal, in any given situation, if we are reflective, if we are mindful, if we're honest and evaluating our lives, there is something, something to be grateful. For some it's much easier to identify, for some it's a greater obligation, and for others it's more challenging. But for everyone, if we look, we can find it. So says the Ramchal, all it takes is pausing long enough to see the good, the blessing, and you'll feel, wow, I owe you, I mock your tov. You're not mock your tov? If you were desperate and someone lent you money, you wouldn't feel a responsibility to do the most you could with that money, to pay that person back, to live the best life you could. If your life, your heart stopped and somebody brought you back to life and saved your life, you wouldn't feel indebted and bear a great responsibility to make the most with that life that was saved. So when we are mindless and we coast through life with a magili, I deserve to wake up and I deserve a house and a car, I deserve food to eat, I deserve air conditioning and a smartphone, it's all magili. So all I focus on is the slow Wi-Fi connection on the plane. And all I see is the waiter took too long to deliver the meal. And all I see is when things don't go exactly my way, because everything else is Magili. Everything else I'm entitled to. Everything else I deserve. Everything else I expect. Then I'm going to be lazy and lethargic. I'm going to procrastinate and I'm not going to make the most of myself or live my best life. But when nothing is Magili, when I don't deserve anything and everything I have is a gift from above, that in itself will motivate me, incentivize me, arouse me to say, I have this gift of my life, what do I do with it? Am I giving him back a return on his investment? You know, if you're a broker, there are people in this room in the financial industry and someone invests their money with you, do you not feel every moment of every day I need to give a return on that money? They've entrusted their money to me. I bear an enormous responsibility to give my all to provide an ROI on their investment in me. The Rebona Shalom is invested in us. If we woke up today, He is invested in our lives. Do we not owe it to Him to give a return? What does the return look like to Him? 
Are we repairing and improving his world? Are we caring about people around us? Are we connecting and invested in a meaningful, authentic relationship with him? Are we living our best lives? Is the greatest return that we can give him. Mirza Shem will pick up with this next week.